Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale CrossFitter. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie and I, we love the sport of CrossFit. We are 40 plus masters athletes who just love to watch the sport and want to let you know what's going on all the way from the open to the sanctionals to the CrossFit games. We also want to give you interviews with athletes, human interest stories, and things that will help you in your daily grind uh, as a CrossFit athlete. We also want to share our own struggles through our workouts, our nutrition plans, all the way to getting healthy and fit uh, for our family and friends. If you like what you hear, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and please consider giving us a five-star rating. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. My name is Kat Shear, and I am your guest host for this bonus episode of the show. This is one of a brief series we will be recording here to introduce the hosts of the show to you, the listening audience. Just a fun little opportunity to turn the tables and get some behind the scenes intel from the cool kids of the podcast. Today, I'm speaking with the coolest of them all, the owner, founder, creator, president, and CEO of this podcast, the Clydesdale himself, Mr. Scott Schweitzer. Scott, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. This is exciting. I want to thank you for this opportunity. Uh, this is really cool for me, um, getting an opportunity to talk to you. Um, in this forum. It's kind of cool. So thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Uh, I appreciate you being a listener since the beginning and uh, being a guest on the on the podcast a, a few months ago. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah. Episode 11, right? Yeah. So let's talk about that. Number 11. I know that um, that has some meaning to you. So let the listeners in on that. Number 11. Yeah. Um, 11, 11, 11. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 11, okay. 11, 11 was the day um, I first walked into a CrossFit box. So tell us all about that. How did that go? Um, so it actually started about five months prior to that. Um, well, it actually started years before that, but five months before that, I'd kind of hit uh, the edge of sanity. And um, I, was, I was at 500 plus pounds. Um, I was diagnosed a diabetic type two. Um, I was having some health issues and I was begging for help. And so um, my next door neighbor, I knew him as a personal trainer. Um, he was walking his dog and I jumped out in the front yard and, and said, Hey, Marcus, can you help me? And we had a little talk and he said, Hey, let's, let's sit down this Sunday, uh, talk about a few things and see where we go from there. And so uh, we sat down. He talked to me almost solely about nutrition. Um, and then he checked on me every day for months. And then he started giving me like little tasks to do. Um, like it started with walk to the end of the street and back a couple times a day. Um, it ended with, you know, swinging propane tanks in my garage like a kettlebell. I didn't know what a kettlebell was at the time, uh, but we were doing that and, um, and then I, I joined the Y, did some elliptical stuff, some treadmill stuff, uh, some swimming. And, uh, and then on 11-11-11, he said, hey, you're a state worker. You have the day off. Why don't you come into my gym at noon and we'll just have a chat and you can see what my gym's like. 
And so I walked into that CrossFit box. Uh, I saw the word Murph written on a whiteboard. Uh, so this is Veterans Day then, right? It was, vet, yeah, Veterans Day 2011. Okay. I walked in and saw Murph. I read the description and almost, if I could have ran, uh, I would have run right out of that building. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would have too, maybe. So what happened? Uh, so he calmed me down um, and said, listen, uh, in my gym, everything is infinitely um, modifiable um, and scalable, and we'll make it so you can get the same workout with the same, um, uh, I'm lo lost of words, with the same. Um, same stimulus. Stim exactly. Exactly. That's why you're level three. Um, the same <laughs> stimulus um, as the other athletes are getting, we're going to make you uh, a version of this that you can you can you can accomplish. Uh, and so it it ended up being walk back and forth as fast as I could across the gym, which was probably forty yards wide, maybe. Um, okay. And and I don't remember the how many times I did that. And then it was ring rows, um, push ups elevated on a on a bench press bar. And I'm um, sitting on a box and standing up and then walking back and forth across the gym again, as fast as okay. I could walk. Okay. So what's going through your head in that moment when you're seeing, I assume a wide variety of variations of Murph, right? You've got people on the pull-up bar and with weight vests running around and things like that. What, what are you thinking all this time? So that's probably where I was at a disadvantage. When I started uh, at this gym, it was very small. Uh, okay. We were actually sharing the space with a volleyball center. Uh, and so there was probably only, it was done on a, in a way where you could just come in, do the workout and leave. It, there wasn't a class that day because of the holiday. So okay. I only saw like two or three athletes um, and they were all doing it um, RX without the vest. Okay. Um, and so seeing that, like I would, I was completely intimidated um, they were as friendly as friendly could be. Uh, many of them came over and greeted me, um, wanted to know where, who I was, where I came from, what my story was. Um, and they were so welcoming. Mm -hmm. And uh, two of those guys are, are my best friends now. Um, awesome. so yeah, that's th my first thought was there's no way. Cause I saw them doing the pull-ups and doing the push-ups and the air squats. And, um, it was pretty intimidating. Yeah. So that's, that's what, eight and a half years ago, nine and a half years yeah. ago, my math is eight, eight and a half pretty... years ago. And so at that point in time in your life, you're married, you have a daughter, what, what sort of brought you to that point, you know, prior to you having the courage to jump out and, uh, and, you know, ambush your neighbor asking for help. What, you know, how'd you get to where you were? Um, I, you know, I tried to lose weight several times. Um, I was a former, um, athlete that, uh, just, I struggled every time I tried, it hurt so bad to work out, uh, that it, it, I just felt defeated and would give up hurt, hurt, like physical pain hurt. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and you know, there's that idea that I used to be this and I couldn't achieve that. Um, and then mm -hmm. the, the big traumatic event was, um, I had a myopic flip. Uh, and what okay. that is, is, um, everything that you, you could see farsighted is you couldn't now. Actually, it's reverse that my nearsightedness went away and I, everything up close was blurry and everything far away was really clear. Okay. And, and what, what causes that? 
uh, it was that my eyes uh, sucked in so much sugar from being a diabetic that it flipped my eyes. Oh, wow. So, so that's it, kind of a wake up call. A huge wake up call when you can't see to like do your work. Yeah. Uh, and my, my glasses didn't work anymore. Like nothing. Um, like nothing was working. And so it was yeah. just so frustrating. So I went to the eye doctor as quickly as possible. Um, they examined me and said, you need to get to your family physician today. Um, and so I went, stuff. and I went there, um, I had an A1C in the thirteens, uh, which is, if you don't know what an A1C is, that is serious diabetic, not like yeah. serious, no joke diabetic, yeah. not, not pre-diabetic or one no, candy no, bar away from being diabetic. No full blown, like danger zone diabetic. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, so where did you get that fortitude? To do that, because I, I don't know, but in my if I was in that situation, I would, you know, some of us, a lot of people would just sort of hang out in that space and and go into a dark hole and, you know, not reach out. Um, now, you say your neighbor, was he a friend prior to that? Like, did you have some comfort in going to him? Uh, not really. Um, wow. We'd seen each other outside a few times, waved, you know, we're cordial, uh, but nothing, mm -hmm. nothing where we like sat down and got to know each other. Yeah. Um, how do I have the fortitude? Um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a little hard to explain, but, um, I, I am a Christian man. Um, mm -hmm. and I believe that things are put in your place, uh, to make you make decisions. Um, I was actually at a business conference, um, and I was looking for answers ever since I became a diabetic. I was so embarrassed about becoming a diabetic. Like I didn't think that was possible for me. And mm -hmm. so, um, I went to a business conference and they actually had a, uh, a session on nutrition and it was a, it was a dietitian that was talking about how fat-free foods have created a diabetic America. And it was yep. just, it was just a whole new concept to me. You know, I was, I was a label looker and thought, well, it says fat-free. It must be good for me. Um, it says light. It must be good for me. And so it just kind of flipped things around. And, and so I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so I actually prayed in my hotel room for help. Uh, if this, this information's out there, I've got to be able to find it more readily available to me. And so I got home and it was in St. Louis. I got home to Columbus, Ohio, and I turned on the TV and the doctors were on and they were talking about the same thing. Cool. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, okay. Some, you're telling yeah, me something. Somebody's trying to tell you something. It. And so that's when I said, my I actually didn't even say my wife yet. She got home from work and I'm like, listen, I've got to do this. God's telling me I got to do this. I got to approach our neighbor and ask him to help me. And she freaked out. Um, she freaked out a lot because she, she was overweight as well and didn't want to go through all that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, I think that's great. Now, so how did that Murph workout? You know, clearly you're still into CrossFit and everything else. So let's talk a little bit about your your athletic journey through through CrossFit. So that first day, um, even though it was so scaled, I was still, you know, after five months of nutrition, I'd lost I'd lost a pretty good chunk of weight, um, probably 40, 50 pounds. But still, I mean, we're talking mid 400s. Yeah. Um, and so I did that Murph 
and even as scaled as it was, man, I was dying. I was dripping in sweat. Um, it was all I could do to breathe. Um, but I felt so accomplished at the end of it that, that I did everything he asked me to do and I was able to do it. Mm -hmm. And so it just got me hooked. Like I was like, okay, if I can, if I can keep doing that, if I can get this type of a workout and, and still be able to come back tomorrow and just, and accomplish everything he, he sets in front of me, then I can, I can lick this. That's awesome. Yeah. It's such a mental game, the, the workouts and that sense of accomplishment really is powerful. Yeah. Really powerful. And, okay. And so how long, how long before you, uh, ditched your Y membership? Uh, so yeah, you know, it's funny. I said my first day, I was like, okay, we're going to go two days a week and I'll go to the Y the other days. Yep. So it was, it was probably two weeks in. I'm trying to do CrossFit workouts in the in the free weight gym of the Y. Yeah. And everybody's looking at me like I'm a freak. And uh, I was like, you know what? This just isn't working. Um, I, I need to just go unlimited. And so I ended up going uh, signing up for unlimited within within a fir the first few weeks. I love it. I love it. So how'd your mindset mindset change? I mean, it sounds like you had a pretty good mindset going into it anyway. Yeah, I think the the coaching from him on the nutrition really built the mindset. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then it just kept growing as I kept succeeding uh, through CrossFit. And it was, you know, it turned it was that year, like 2011, 2012, where it became the invoke invoke thing to do Murph on Memorial Day. Yep. And so that happened in 2012. Um, and that year I did Murph, uh, with the runs. Um, I had to do a banded pull up. Uh, but other than that, everything else I was able to accomplish. Uh, and I remember running that last mile, um, and probably the last 200 meters, I just started sobbing. Oh, I bet. Right. And in less than a year that happened. Yeah. 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 It was like six months later. So cool. Yeah, and so I, cool. I, I didn't even run into the gym. I just ran around the gym to the side, and I just sat down on the parking lot and just started sobbing some more. Oh, Scott, that's cool. Yeah. Really cool. How did it, um, how did it affect uh, your relationships at home? Um, I think for the most part it was good, um, but I did become a little obsessed. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> um, where I, I just loved – this was something giving me my life back. And, um, I just, I, w I wanted to know as much as I could about it. I wanted to do as much with it. Um, and I just, I became obsessed. It's all I talked about. It's all I wanted to do. Um, so that created some ripples that, uh, that I wish I would have done differently now looking back. Um, but on the other hand, the obsession made me healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Small price to pay sometimes when the outcome is what it is. Right. Yeah. Okay. So your wife, does your wife do CrossFit now or is she, uh, she did, part -timer? For, she did for the first few years, um, probably okay. first five years. Um, and actually, you know, her story is just as cool as mine. She lost 94 pounds doing CrossFit. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and got stronger and, and loved being able to lift, um, lift heavy weight. She just loved that. Mm -hmm. uh, and my daughter started CrossFit soon after and, um, and she got to be really, really good. I think she could have been an amazing CrossFitter, uh, 
if she would have kept with it in her younger years. But I, then I think my obsession got to where she didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Okay. Uh, and that's probably why I, reg I regret it the most. Just, just in case, yeah, if it pushed others away. But to the extent that you got them involved, it's kind of cool. Yeah. But I get what you're saying, that sometimes we can go crazy with it, which is okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all do that. So what was next in that in that sort of progression in terms of athlete? I know you've done um, a lot of volunteer work, a lot of judging. You're an L1 coach. How did all that develop out of out of that one Murph? Um, so, yeah, gosh. So much happened so fast. Um, I just, I just became consumed with CrossFit. It became my favorite sport. Um, I watched everything that was on, and I looked to a friend one in 2014. I said, "Hey, the uh, regionals are in Cincinnati. Um, they're asking for volunteers. You, hey, let's sign up and see if we can get on uh, and make a road trip, guy road trip to Cincinnati." Uh, we got picked that first year. Um, I, I knew. I knew very little about the sport of CrossFit when I first volunteered. Mm -hmm. um, I knew who Rich Froning was. Uh, I knew who Julie Fouché was, um, and that was a, and Annie Thorstutter. Those I, and everybody else peripherally, I didn't really know yet, um, which was kind of embarrassing at the regionals because I, I talked to people that were well known in the CrossFit space, didn't even know who they were. Um, oh, that's cool though. Yeah, they appreciate yeah. that. I think. <laughs> um, I had lunch with Bill Grundler. I uh, didn't know who he was. I just thought it was just this crazy guy that looked like Wolverine. I um, love it. And I, I did, I worked the credential table for the media. And so I, so Kiki Dixon came in without her credentials and I said she couldn't enter. And she was like, <laughs> but I'm Kiki Dixon. I'm like, Oh, I don't Wait. care who Kiki Dixon is. <laughs> I, you know, now I'm like, Oh, geez. Yeah, That's everybody great. knows who Kiki Dixon is, but um, right. but yeah, so I did some goofy things like that, and um, but it was fun. I got to know a lot of people. Um, I met Dave Castro that that weekend, um, because he came through that same door. Um, so I, I I I ended up meeting a lot of people and getting to know who they were, and mm -hmm. uh, and that probably fed my obsession with the sport. Okay, so volunteer first, and then coach. Yeah, I I started coaching in fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. Um, okay. Uh, went and got my L one uh, with Marcus, our owner. Um, he his it was expiring, uh, so him and my co host Amy, we all took the L one together, uh, which was incredible. Um, I had Julie Fouché as one of my level one instructors, and she was one of the first people I knew in CrossFit. Uh, and I've, I've seen Julie so many times over the years and, uh, we've actually developed a, a slight friendship. I wouldn't say we're like homies or anything, but she, mm -hmm. she knows my name. She, um, and she always says hi when she sees me, which is really cool. Um, and that is actually one of Amy's favorite CrossFitters of all time. And when we broke out into our first session at L1, um, I got Julie and she didn't. And so I was like, nan and a boo booing her across the way. Um, that's great. Uh, and so we still make fun of her to this day about that, but yeah, a lot of fun. Awesome. So you had been doing CrossFit a few years prior to going to your level one. What was your biggest, did you have like an aha moment there? Cause I know I, I did my level one pretty soon after I started and I still had a lot of, I remember calling my coach on the phone in the middle of the day and saying, why didn't anyone tell me 
how to do an air squat, <laughs> you know, or why didn't anyone tell me this is the way this was supposed to go? I was almost angry um, and, and, and defiant in, in what I had learned. But I wondered if you had any of those kind of moments in that, in that seminar course. I think if you don't learn anything at an L1, you're not paying attention. Um, yeah, no matter how long you've been doing CrossFit. Right. But I do have to give credit to our coach, our head coach at, at our gym, because he, he is so um, meticulous about fundamentals um, that I felt like I was in a good place, like maybe some small tweaks on some of the stuff, but where I really learned a lot was the snatching. Okay. Like I was yeah. treating a snatch like a clean and they, and just changing my body position and uh, being more upright at the beginning instead of over the bar, like a clean, like mm -hmm. it just changed that completely for me. That's really cool. So how long after the level one did you, and then did you take it with the intention of wanting to coach or did you like me just, were you just, this was another piece of content to consume? Um, I wanted to coach. Um, I, I have always been in my professional life, a, a, a teacher of some sort, a trainer, teacher, coach. Um, and I always wanted to be a coach. Uh, so, but it wasn't like a necessity to be able to coach because I took this, if that, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Sure. If, if the opportunity arose, it was awesome. Um, if not, I was okay with that too. Okay. And, and then you're at CrossFit shred, right? Yeah. Shred CrossFit. It's shred uh, CrossFit. Yeah. In Dublin, Ohio. Dublin, Ohio. Okay. So did you start coaching? Did you intern? How did that work? Yeah. So I started interning. Um, all coaches at, at our gym must intern first. Uh, because even though you have the credentials, um, Marcus wants to make sure that you buy into the philosophy that he uses at his gym. Um, and so I interned and shadowed and then uh, coached a few, uh, like a week of classes um, with him monitoring. Okay. And then eventually, did you get your own classes? Are you yeah. still coaching? What's what's going on with that? Um, so, yeah, I started with like a class here and there. Um, I think I had one class a week and then fill in. And then it kind of grew as we expanded. Uh, we're in our fourth location now. Um, so when okay. we, we shared that space with the volleyball center early on. Um, we're now in a, you know, like 13,000 square foot facility. Um, oh, and so we, we have way more classes now than we did back then. Um, mm -hmm. I, ex I actually ended up with, um, I think three permanent classes a week. Um, and then also fill in here and there when needed. Right. And you're still working full time this, this whole time, right? With yes. the state. Yep. Okay. Cool. So coaching, do you have a favorite movement that you like to coach? Um, I like coaching rowing. Okay. Um, and I bet I you're like, good at that. I like coaching uh, Olympic lifting. Those are always the fun ones. I I marvel at how many people still don't know how to row either. <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. It's always a, a good benchmark when you go into a gym and you can see people that are rowing correctly. And it's it's definitely one of those pieces of equipment that they have everywhere. And so people that have quote unquote rowed before think they think think they're maximizing their energy systems and they're just not. So that's right. a fun one to do for sure. Okay. So now we're here, right? Um, this podcast has been crazy explosive for you. How did, how did the concept of this even get started? 
So, um, so take a step back. Um, I, yeah. I, I did get injured. I didn't get in. So being 500 plus pounds puts a toll on your body and eventually things are going to break down. And even though I was getting healthy and I lost 200 plus pounds, um, my, my back was messed up from being 500 pounds. And so as I lost weight, actually, and things decompressed, uh, it created a sciatic nerve issue in my back, uh, which I tried to alleviate in many ways and ended up having a small surgical procedure to take care of that. And when that happened, okay. I had to take a step back from coaching. Okay. This is, uh, uh, what year is this, Scott? Uh, this would be um, 2018. Okay. So when I, when I came back, I mean, I wasn't even working out for probably four or five months uh, because mm -hmm. the pain was so bad. And then once that I had that surgery, the pain was over, but I couldn't like lift anything or, so I did like modified stuff. I started going back to the gym and doing, you know, a lot of bike work, um, a lot of body weight stuff, kind of like what we're doing now in the coronavirus era. Thank um, you, Rona. <laughs> and, um. So I worked my way back and Marcus offered me, um, the job to take over the gym's podcast. Oh, okay. So I started doing that with him and, you know, really we, it was kind of a new concept for our gym and we, we have pivoted in a lot of different directions to try to find what best works for our gym members. And so it gave me a lot of chance to try a lot of different things, see what would work, what wouldn't work. And, uh, and eventually we, we found something that we, we got a groove into and we are now like 42 episodes in, oh, uh, nice. and we're, we're trying to do it weekly. Uh, it's been tough during this uh, quarantine time, but, uh, we're still putting out some content, um, mm -hmm. to, to our, to our members, but what's, what's sort of the gist of that content that you're putting out? So is it like what we've kind of landed on is we Every other week we do like stuff from Marcus, you know, like either a coaching tip, um, some things to think about, uh, goal setting, um, different things like that. And then mm -hmm. on the off weeks of that, we do athlete profiles. Very cool. So we bring a member of the gym in, we sit down, we do kind of what you're doing with me today. Um, mm -hmm. we talk about what brought them to CrossFit, you know, what the benefits they've seen, um, and uh, we go from there. So that's sort of how you cut your teeth on that interviewing piece. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then what brought me to this podcast was, um, so I've said I work for the state. Um, and anytime you're in that political type environment, um, your job is very tenuous. Um, they can move you. They can shake you. They can do whatever they want, depending on their mood that day. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I was moved back in August of last year, uh, to a new unit. And okay. honestly, I, I really enjoy the unit I'm in. Um, but it came with a pay cut and, yeah. um, I just was like, you know what? Um, I sat down and decided what, what do I love to do? And I love to teach. I love to talk. I love to, um, I love the sport of CrossFit. So let me see if I can start a podcast and do something I love just to give me that, um, that sense of fulfillment every day. Um, mm -hmm. if it, if I make it great, if not, um, 
it's just something for me. And so it just started off with, with Amy, Charlie, and I just sitting around a table and talking about the events of CrossFit. Okay. And then a couple months in, so we started November 1st. And then in, in, at the end of November, I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to some athletes I know and just see if they'll come on. And um, Saxon Pancheck is a friend of mine. He comes to our gym uh, pretty frequently to, to help us with different fundraisers or things like that. And I met him at the 16 regionals. And uh, so he agreed to come on. We drove up to his gym in Cleveland. We interviewed him. And then I was like, you know, what? If, he, if he'll say yes, who knows who will say yes. So I just started throwing out emails to anybody and everybody to see who would come on. And um, the growth of the podcast has been overwhelming. Now, when you say November 1st, you're talking less than six months ago? Yep. Insane. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we... Um, our growth from November to December was like, like a hundred, it was um, like 6%, maybe 6%. Mm -hmm. And then January hit, <laughs> uh, which is when your episode was, um, we actually, <laughs> oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> we actually grew from November to January by 280%. And then from January to February, we grew by 430%. Holy moly. So talk a little bit about um, the, your experience at Mayhem. So that's where we met, the Mayhem Classic, and that was early January. And I think that's probably where you laid a lot of the additional foundation to get some of this exponential growth, correct? Um, the weekend at Mayhem probably gave me the confidence to grow this podcast. Okay, um, cool. I met I met some people who offered to help and assist, and uh, so I... So I've been friends with Diana Alt for a long time, um, mm -hmm. and that comes from my my one regional judging experience uh, from 2018. And uh, she she introduced me to you. Yep. Um, she also introduced me to Nikki Brazier. Um, you know, sideline reporter Nikki, and um, Nikki was awesome. She's the one that got me to get a logo. She's the one that talked to me about marketing. Um, she, uh, she actually was, would text me for the next couple of weeks, just giving me tips and pointers. Um, so I completely appreciate what she did for me. And then that weekend, what was crazy is I, my friend Mike and I were staying in a hotel and uh, Ben Smith was in that hotel with us. Okay. And we actually hung out with Ben Smith and his dad almost the whole weekend uh, watching football games in the lobby. Um, cool. And so they they were both encouraging me to like do more and you you can do this and just keep going. And uh, and that was awesome. So that weekend gave me so much confidence. Um, and I, I also ran into Patrick O'Connell, which I I'd, I'd known him for a while and his his wife, Christy, and him have a gym just down the street. They agreed to do a podcast, and I have to really give um, Christy credit because she gave me an opportunity to come in and interview her um, mm -hmm. as a perennial top 10 games finisher uh, when I was very small. Sure. Uh, and, and, and that was a great podcast, by the way. You brought in Patrick. Um, you didn't talk necessarily all about her career, 
um, which I really enjoyed as somebody who is also a rabid consumer of all of this media and podcasts and things you hear, you tend to hear the same things over and over again when, when people get interviewed. So I think you have a nice, you have a knack for getting into sort of different angles with people. And it's not just the run of the mill, you know, how'd you find CrossFit? And, you know, how was the games last year kind of a thing? So what, what made you go there instead well, of sort of doing what everyone else does? Well, there, there's a lot of podcasts out there, right? And, and if I'm going to be the same as everybody else, nothing differentiates me. Um, I didn't have a name coming in. I didn't have a lot of Instagram followers. Um, so I needed to build my own base. And so I had to be different. And, and plus, like you, I, I listen to podcasts all day long and watch yeah. YouTube vlogs. And, you know, I've heard all those stories. I wanted to hear something different. Uh, so kind of greedy in that fashion is I just wanted to hear some different stories that I hadn't heard before. Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it gives you it gives you an angle and an edge for sure that, that differentiates you, I would say. Because when I've, you know, and I've heard all, most of the people that you've had on, you know, Chief O'Keefe and uh, um, Carrie Pierce, and Margo Alvarez, you know, like they've all been around and, and we've heard them talk. And every time I get, you know, a couple different nuggets out of those interviews that you guys have done. So it's working. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think it's, it's really interesting learning about them and not just their accomplishments. Yeah. And, yeah, and it was cool because Christy was like, like she was blown away that we asked Patrick to be on it. We, we were the first like podcast to ask them to be on together. Right. And he's a, he's a six time regionals athlete. It's not like he's a slouch either. Um, and she was like, he's just as much a part of my success as I am. And I think yeah. that came across in, in the interview. Like she really, really attributed a lot to him. Yeah, it did for sure. So, so what's next for you, Scott? What do you, what do you got on the horizon here for us? So what's next for me? Uh, I want to continue to grow the podcast. I'm still efforting, you know, different people in and around the sport of CrossFit. Uh, and so that we can keep bringing our listeners more and more, uh, this type of content. Um, but uh, my hope is that someday I can move into a job that is in and around the sport that I love. Uh, okay. whether that be, uh, throwing it out there, if, you know, getting a job with the morning chalk up or getting a job with L L loud and live, um, you know, chief O'Keefe having him on was like, so cool for me, uh, because I, I have my master's in business and, uh, following him in a, from a business sense is as cool to me as following Matt Frazier's rise to, to CrossFit games champion. Um, I love like how he has developed a, a huge business in this sport. And he's, he's kind of like my hero uh, from a business perspective. And I would love to work for him. So I just okay. have to find where I can fit in and, and find my angle to, to find a job with, with one of those entities. Okay. And you think this podcast will continue on regardless? Yeah, I think so. Good. Um, yeah. I, I think with both of those, it could be a part of whatever I do with them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I'm building a following, you know, like I've, I told you my growth curve, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I can't even really fathom it myself. Um, Cause really I just started this as, as, a, as therapy therapy for me. 
Um, and in the last couple months, it's just really taken off. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch watch you grow and, and see where this all takes you, because I definitely think, you know, you've got an inspiring story. I think there's there's way more to tell um, that, you know, we're not going to dig into today, but I think people will have the opportunity to consume at a later date. Um, no spoiler alerts there, but just want to let people know there's there's way more to Scott Schweitzer that we're going to hear about um, in the future in the space for sure. Um, so let's let's finish up with just some silly little rapid fire that I've got for you. Okay. Okay. Hit me. You ready for this? All right. Headband, no headband. Ooh, early career headband. <laughs> okay. Now no headband. Just like Rich Froning, right? Pretty much. I, I can respect that. Okay. Uh, no show socks, uh, crew socks. No show socks. No show socks. And what's your go-to uh, footwear, my friend? Oh, uh, gosh, dang. Um, you don't have sponsors really, yet, so you can say, right? <laughs> it really depends. Um, for the most part, I'll have to go nano. Um, nano. Do you, do you love the nines like everybody else? I, I love the eights. Probably Ooh. the best. And I, but I do like the nines a lot. And I like the nines okay. better for working out. Uh, I like the, the eights for every day. Um, and I do, I have to say, I like the Metcon five, um, for working out as well. Um, so, you know, I'm open, I'm open to sponsorships. <laughs> yeah. You're giving your love to Nike and Reebok. You're an equal opportunity, uh, name dropper there. I like that. Okay. Well, I think we'll wrap this up. Like I said, I, there's definitely more to this story that, that people are going to hear in the future. I don't want to, you know, ruin everything and, and let it all come out here, but this has been really fun for me. Um, thank you. I hope to, you know, have a little more airtime with you guys and have some fun with, with you, Charlie and Amy in the future. Um, and, uh, you know, you're the best. I'm so glad that we met in mayhem. Uh, both of us have had, you know, lots of exciting things happening from, uh, you know, November till now. And I think people will have a lot uh, more to consume with both of us going forward. So thank you, my friend. Yeah. Thank you. And I do have to hijack this because it is my podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. So I want to hijack this and you know, you were episode 11 and we talked about how you quit your corporate job uh, to a six figure salary to pursue a dream. And in the recent weeks, uh, some steps have been taken toward that dream. Yeah. So, you know, not the greatest time in history um, (laughs) to be negotiating a lease on a building for my CrossFit gym. However, (laughs) that is what uh, we are dealing with right now. So, you know, luckily, um, landlords and realtors are sort of in a standstill right now. So no one's really making me sign my life away. Um, But we have secured some space. Um, I've got a contractor working on, you know, a build out plan for the space. Um, I will say, spoiler alert, there is a microbrewery opening up next door to the space, which was kind of amazing when I found <laughs> that out. Um, yeah, and we are we are marching forward. The finances are, you know, on their way coming through as soon as, you know, lawyers and real estate agents go back to work. And, uh, and you know, we're crossing our fingers and making sure that by the time we're ready to open, you know, late summer, early fall, that, you know, we're allowed to do that. <laughs> And people should be, you know, raring to go to get their fitness back and, and to be, you know, in person with, with friends and family getting, uh, getting fit. So fingers crossed, we still have a lot of things to work through, but yeah, it's looking, uh, it's looking a little more like reality every day. So thanks for letting me talk about it. Yeah. Well, like I said, in episode 11, um, just like Matt O'Keefe, you are my hero uh, with your <laughs> courage to quit your job and, and pursue your dream. 
and I want to I want to follow in your footsteps. So I just wanted to update our listeners who heard your episode, and if they haven't, they should go back and check it out. Um, and that there is a conclusion to that story, and you just you just gave us that update. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep following. I appreciate it. It's gonna be fun, both for both of us. It's it's great to you know be doing this together as friends. I I really um, you've added a lot to my life, and uh, it's it's pretty awesome. So thank yeah. you. Ditto here. Um, uh, probably one of the best things that's happened from this is some of the friends that I've made uh, during this podcast, and uh, it has really fulfilled my life. So yeah. Good stuff, buddy. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you. Yeah. And we will talk soon. All right. And you're going to end end it the right way? Oh, crap. You're going to have to do that. (laughs) Take Take us home, buddy. All right. We'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. We are available on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Please, if you liked what you just heard, hit that subscribe button and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends.